This podcast is rated off realists. Explicit fucking content. Boldly, you have entered the basement bookiverse. And boldly, you shall go on to the promised land. Uh, Geronomicon, book 70, verse 45. Hallelujah. Amen. This is Basement Booker's episode 167. Can I get a witness? Good night. No, we just started. You can't say good night yet. Right. Right. <laughs> and then tonight is going to be a good night. Because this episode is episode 167. It is episode 167 episodes. The Aftermath. After Booker Mania. My name is Basement Jair. With my partner in no crime. Until you can prove it. Richter is. Oh, their crimes are right. Because we stole. We stole the show. When we had Bookamania, brother. And let me tell you something. You got a stacked show. I got a stacked show. We both got some stacked episodes of Riz's Raw and Base with Jared Smackdown coming at ya. What is that that you're doing? I don't know. You don't talk like that. I'm, I'm hyped. Oh, good. Good. See, he's so hyped. He's, he's out of his mind. Ah. He's out of his mind with hype like Seth Rollins. So, <laughs> so, so Rich the Riz. Do you think Booker Mania was better than WrestleMania this year? Absolutely. I, I think it was. Absolutely. And if you haven't listened to Booker Mania, it's a couple episodes back. You're doing yourself a great disservice by not listening to that first. It is a free per listen. Mm-hmm. It is not nine ninety nine. It is zero point zero zero dollars. And all it's gonna cost is the price of share. And share and share alike. Word of mouth, people. That's all we need. Word in your mouth. Something like that. Word up. So, I don't know. Advertise the time? Yeah, that's how we, that's the formula. Yeah. Just All right. Yeah. I, I scroll. I didn't, I didn't do my own. By the way, speaking of doing homework, uh, because of episodes, I didn't have time to watch uh, NXT or 205 this week. Well, guess what, Rich? This week, and this week, just like last week and the week before that, I did not watch 205 Live. Great. We, we have no 205 or NXT no, correspondence. No, no, no. So if you're looking for NXT information, you better take your ass to the WWE Network. It's $9.99, free for the first month, and you can watch all the NXT you want. And you know what? If you have Hulu, you can watch NXT on Hulu. I think, I don't know if 205 Live is on Hulu. You'd have to check that shit. If you don't have Hulu, steal your friends. If you don't have friends, steal from your parents. Because you obviously still live with them. And that's okay. Because maybe you're saving your money. Maybe maybe you want maybe you want that comfort. I don't know. I'm not judging. I'm basement Jared. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. nothing. All right, go ahead. But I have you have appetizers. The appetizers is where Rich Deriz brings you the news in the world of professional wrestling, whether you want them or not. Here they are. You want them. You got them. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open. Say, ah. 
they're doing it. They're oh. saying, ah, they're waiting for you to... And open your ears because, you know, you have to listen to these appetizers. You can have your mouth and ears open at the same time. You could. A little awkward, especially if people are listening while they're, like, walking down the street. Can you imagine like, closing uh, your ears, like, the ability to close your ears without putting your ears, your hands over your ears? It'd be weird. That'd be awesome. Like, I don't, I don't need to some, like, to this shit. Star Trek alien shit. Well, what if it's not from the outside, but it's on the inside? Like, some kind of, yeah, like... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like a film? Like, because we can close our eyes and we can close our mouths. Why can't we close our ears? Maybe that's the next step in evolution that nobody like, like no, like those movies that talk about the future and that like flying cars and all this, and none of them got the smartphone right. What if the next <laughs> step in evolution is like, you know how like you're on a plane and you close the window like that, but in your ear, and it blocks all the sound. It's like I'm not listening to you, huh? I'm not listening to you. With all the bullshit that people say these days, I think that's that's what we need next. You just close your ears. That'd be terrible for society, I think. Yeah, as it is, people are getting violent just because they don't want to hear what other people have to say. Yeah. Or they're just shouting over them and calling them names. Think about it. I mean, that would uh, eliminate a good chunk of childhood. I'm not listening to you. La, 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 la. What if, like... It develops like later on in life. So as a child, you're not allowed to close your ears. I don't know. All right. This is obviously beyond your scope. So please. <laughs> I, I'm not, I wasn't mentally prepared for such an existential conversation. I just, I don't know. I've just been feeling very deep lately, like the ocean. So why don't you give us some fake news about a fake sport? Real news about real, fake sport. Real news. Real right. news about fake sport. It's pretty much all injuries. Uh, Emma was injured Monday night at a house show in Liverpool when Sasha hit her double knee spot in the corner and Emma apparently landed awkwardly. No word on the exact extent of the injury or what specifically was injured, but she was seen grasping her shoulder. So, I mean, there's a lot going on in the shoulder. A lot of different parts in there. So it could be anything. Remember in WWE SmackDown video game, the female wrestlers, some of their finishing moves were like a slap, oh. like a slap in the face. So that sorry, that was, those were divas. Yeah, these those weren't the, the wrestlers. divas with wood with slaps to the face. That's so bad. They should go back to that for some of them. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Sasha Banks' new finisher is a, the boss slap. Like, kind of like a bitch slap, but the boss slap. I, I hope they never, ever go back to that kind of time. They don't period. have to, but she could do the boss slap. <laughs> do, do, do you think... Are you saying you think she's dangerous? No. I'm just saying there's less likely with weird moves. It's kind of a weird move. I'm not saying it's her fault. I'm just saying. It's always with weird moves. Like, I always considered, like, uh, the buckle bomb, the double knees. They're just weird moves. I don't know. Buckle bomb's cool. I get you. So she's hurt. Is her shoulder broken or something? If you were listening, I wasn't. I know. I was uh, waiting for my turn to speak, and that was rude. I know. No, uh, there was no word on specifically what the injury is, or how long she will be out, or if she will require surgery or not. There have basically been zero updates regarding this injury since Monday. Oh, that sucks. She just came back. Yep. Braun Strowman has confirmed that he will need surgery on his elbow and is expected to miss Raw's June pay-per-view Extreme Rules. 
to something that you were going to say earlier, you or rather you were t- you were talking about earlier, how Raw and SmackDown sucked this week. And yeah. you alluded to it being because it was taped from the UK. And no offense to our UK listeners, but any time that they know they're taping something, they half-ass it. Because people are going to find out, people are going to read dirt sheets, people would... Ra- if something already happened, people would rather read about it than watch it. Yeah, or, or they're just too excited. They just can't wait. They just can't wait. Nah, just impatient mostly. So, yeah, basically Vince... Uh, once Vince found out that Braun was injured, he pretty much put like all the major storylines on hold. And that's why nothing happened this week. Well, much. one thing happened... Roman Reigns basically shelved Braun Strowman storyline-wise. That beating that he put on him. Some heel-type stuff. You know, do you remember? Did you watch Raw? I watched Raw. So you- I'm sure I have notes on it. Goddammit. Alright. <laughs> Alright, let me, let me go look. Let me no, look. I, no, just oh. take my word for it. <laughs> It doesn't help if you don't remember it. If you don't remember it, that means you didn't care about it. Right. Oh, yeah, Roman hit him in the shoulder with the chair. That's right, okay. Yeah, three, that was pretty... Three Superman punches, yeah, okay. Three! A trifecta. Yes. Yeah. It was like Superman 1, then Superman 2, then Superman 3. Like the movies. No. Leave it to me. Why don't you? Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, according to TMZ Sports, Titus O'Neil is being sued by a former WWE cameraman for kicking a camera out of his hand during the taping of an episode of Swerved. He's looking for $1.2 million in damages in damages for injuries to his hand and fingers. I wonder if that's why he wasn't on Raw this Monday. I hope they don't stop one of my favorite angles. I like the Apollo Crews tight, 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 tightest brand gimmick thing. Yeah, it did make Apollo interesting. I mean, it made it, Titus interesting also. Yeah, I don't know what he's getting at there. We'll I don't know. There. I don't know what anyone's doing. Um, Jimmy, I don't. Sorry. Uh, but. Keep going. Keep it going. Why are you stopped? <laughs> you said keep going. Yeah. Like keep. Why don't you keep going? Oh, you want me to keep going? Yes. Oh, keep going as in with talking, not with stopping. <laughs> How does stopping keep going? I because know. I was already stopped. Okay. <laughs> keep going with the stopping. That's the thing. I accept your apology. All right. Thank you. So, uh... Congratulations to Bree and Brian Danielson. She finally gave birth to their daughter Tuesday night. Birdie Joe. Future stripper turned hippie. Uh, turned professional wrestler. Uh, probably hippie turned... Ideally, hippie turned pro wrestler. Okay, but I think stripping might be in there just to go against the grain. I will be okay with that, probably. Yeah. Hopefully she takes after her aunt. For her sake. Or her mom. Eh. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Brie. I didn't say there was anything wrong with her. Well, I said or her mom and you said, eh. 
because Nikki's got some thickness in the right places. Oh, she absolutely does. Bree's and too, like, sticky figurey for me. Like, she's pretty, but I don't know. It's because Brie doesn't eat burgers. Then she needs to fucking put some burger in there. That's what she needs to do. Something. Poor kid's gonna wind up a fucking vegan. She's not even gonna get a choice. That's not right. You should be allowed a choice. I you agree. Should, you shouldn't force veganism on anyone. Everybody loves steak and chicken and hamburgers. Mm. <sighs> yeah. You listening, Birdie Joe? No, probably not. Cause I'm t- I'm talking to her in the future. In the future? In the future. Are they even going to be podcasts in the future? I'll be the Basin Booker's podcast. We'll have blown up by then. Yeah, I hope so. Blown up. Me and my new broadcast partner, whoever Fuck that is. you, buddy. <laughs> Listen. Well, you got to stop burying me. I'm not you burying you. put me over that you could remain on board. God damn it. You don't laugh at my jokes. I laugh at the good ones. Fuck you. They're all good. <laughs> God damn it. Where's the appetizers? I'm starving. That's it. That's it for the appetizers. Really? Ready for your meats? Yeah, no news on Ember Moon because I haven't seen uh, NXT. And I am not positive whether that's a work or not. I haven't seen any it's actual not a news work. about it. Ember Moon's hurt, guys. And Rich DeRiz doesn't care. Okay. Let well, the record show. He's still bitter about it being a draw at Payback. He's bitter. You can taste it. You can taste it in the way he delivered the news today. It's not that. I I just never saw any report confirming an actual injury. But she obviously, apparently, has an injured shoulder. I think it happened when Asuka tossed her out of the ring. I think she was supposed to get tossed into the ring post. But instead, she flew out between the top and second ropes and landed really hard on the floor. I and think immediately Oscar went tried to shoulder. take her out IRL. Oh, yeah, I know. Wow, that's like that. It's like that keyboard speak. Yeah, like, dude. Like B-R-B, AFK. L-O-L. T-T-Y-L. Oh, lots of love. K-E-K. What? AFK. K-E-K? Yeah, that's a thing, too. I don't even know what that is. You're not nerdy enough. I, I guess not. I guess not. You're just too fucking real, bro. All right, motherfucker. It's time to... Do you think we should just stop cursing? Uh, fuck no. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> this isn't for kids. We are rated R for realness, as you say in the beginning. Yeah. We have explicit fucking content, as I say in the beginning. All right, um, so... Since it's episode week, we always start with Monday Night Raw. Riz's Raw, specifically. Riz's Raw, okay. So, of course, obviously, at the first Raw after Booker Mania, we get a recap of Raw's portion of the show, which showed in order of match, match order. Wesley Blake won the Raw Rumble, er earning himself a title match, and he chose to challenge for the tag team titles with his partner, Buddy Murphy. Austin Aries made Rusev Tat to the last chancery, winning the U.S. Championship following a brutal no-disqualification match. Bailey retained her Women's World title after the ref deemed Asuka unable to continue the match with injured ribs. The club, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, retained their tag team titles over the Authors of Pain and the Ascension after hitting the Magic Killer on Razor. 
The Undertaker, representing Raw, beat The Miz from SmackDown with the last ride followed by the Tombstone after a grueling war. And Samoa Joe retained the Global Championship over Kevin Owens after a Brock Lesnar's music hit distracting the prize fighter long enough for Joe to lock in the Kakina Clutch. So that was Raw's contribution to Bookermania. And now, the Raw After. The Raw After. I open the show, and I come out to thank the fans and the wrestlers for helping us create a successful first ever Bookermania. Basement chair is hitting his head against his microphone. As soon as soon as he said, as soon as he heard me say, "I open the show." He God thinks, damn it! He thinks I put myself over too much. You fucking do. <laughs> you do fan fiction. Would you self in it? <laughs> oh God damn it, dude! Whatever, man. <laughs> I like whatever, man. <laughs> so I start to run down the raw portion of the card when AJ Styles comes out looking disgruntled. He talks about his accomplishments around the world and asks why he wasn't on Booker Mania, saying as good as it was, he would have made it phenomenal. So I say to him, AJ, you just haven't stepped up to the plate yet. He says, what do you mean by that? I say, this is the land of opportunity, right? Sometimes you have to make your own opportunities. Guys like Austin Aries, for example, who I know you know very well. He stepped up to Rusev, made his intentions known, and backed up what he said, and now he's our U.S. champ. AJ looks angry now. AJ, if you want something, either ask for it, take it, or get out of my ring. AJ surprised I said something so bold. He says, I want a global championship match against Samoa Joe. I say, okay, see, that wasn't difficult, was it? Now we're talking. Now we're negotiating. Now... I agree that your accolades around the world are undeniable, but you just haven't done much here. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, though. The Bookiverse hasn't yet seen AJ vs. Joe, but I think they'd like to. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Kevin Owens' music hits, and he storms down to the ring. And he says, Wait a minute, before you give him what I think you're about to give him, let me tell you what I want. I want a rematch, a fair one, with Samoa Joe, with Brock Lesnar banned from the arena. His entrance music cost me the global championship, which I was about to win, fair and square. I stop him. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're saying that Brock's music made you tap out to the Kakina Clutch? He says, you know what I mean. Brock distracted me. Loud, you tapped out chants fill the arena. I say, I think they disagree. The chants get louder. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. AJ, you feel like you've been passed over for opportunities and you want a global championship match. He nods his head. Kevin Owens, you feel like you didn't get a fair shot at your in your global championship match. So our main event tonight will be Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles with the winner facing the global champion at our next Raw exclusive pay-per-view, Raw Deal. My music hits, I leave the ring, and they glare at each other as I exit the arena. Segment two. We have exclusive pay-per-views again? Uh, are we not? I didn't know that. Oh. Well, it's good. I can do my shit on the... Now I can fucking add shit on the fly, I guess. I can change my plans. Makes sense. I mean, you can cut that part out and we'll just... No. Say on, now I, I can think I, of a pay-per-view name. 
Because everything I was doing was going to be on the next episode of SmackDown. But now it sounds better if I have a pay-per-view. Nice. Got to build up something. I guess. Segment two is The Club versus The Usos. Reminder that The Club, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, are our World Tag Team Champions. So this is as hard-hitting as you'd expect, with The Usos trying to fly around and The Club just clubbing them back down. Corey Graves, of course, threatens Michael Cole with serious bodily harm if he keeps making bad puns like that. Halfway through the match, Blake and Murphy, the number one contenders to the tag titles, come down the ramp to watch, and you can see them making mental notes and discussing what they see. This causes a brief distraction, but the club are able to retain control and hit the Magic Killer on one of the Usos and the Boot of Doom on the other to win. Blake and Murphy offer a golf clap before leaving. Segment 3 Bailey comes into my office. She says, You want to see me? Yes, I did. First, congratulations on beating Asuka and retaining your women's world title. Not many people in the world can say they've beaten Asuka, so to have done it twice in a row now is quite a feat. However, as you know, your win was a technicality. The ref deemed Asuka unable to continue. As it turns out, she has a couple of cracked ribs and won't be cleared for a while. Bailey nods knowingly as if she has an idea of what's coming and has accepted her fate. I tell her, once she's cleared, she'll get her rematch for the women's world title in a 2 out of 3 falls match, regardless of who the champ is. Which brings us to your next opponent. As you know, we have the best women's division in the world here on Raw. And with Asuka out, there's a spot open at the top of the heap. And I can tell you that these women are hungry for a shot at your title. So tonight, we're going to have ourselves an 8-pack challenge to determine the new number one contender for your women's world title. She says, I look forward to watching it. Segment 4. Austin Aries, our new US champion, comes out to the ring with his girlfriend Thea Trinidad to celebrate his title win. Aries talks about how he finally triumphed over Rusev when the Brutes music hits and he comes to the stage huffing and puffing like the angry bear that he is. You got lucky, Aries. If you hadn't hit me with that monitor, I'd still be U.S. champion, and you'd be crushed. Aries says, There's a lot of would've, could've in there, Rusev. If you want your title back, just come on down and try to take it. Rusev responds, You know I'm not medically clear to compete tonight, but once I am, and Rusev's cut off when Seth Rollins' music hits, and he comes comes out with a microphone and a purpose. Sorry, sorry, Rusev, I didn't mean to cut you off there, comrade, but did you just say that you're not medically cleared to compete tonight? Rusev nods, saying something off mic, and Seth continues passing down the ramp. Sorry, Rusev, but if I can't touch you, then you can't touch me, so I'll just walk down to the ring, talk to Austin here. Sorry, I like that part. <laughs> Maybe right, see, you're writing for somebody else to be clever. Huh. You just steal all the clever for yourself. I don't steal the clever. So Seth gets in the ring, and Rusev looks heated, but knows he can't do anything about it, and storms off. Seth says, Now Austin, you and I go way back. We've fought each other all over the world. We each know what the other one brings to the table, and either of us could be world champ wherever we want. Aries nods in agreement. Seth continues, Now a lot of people seem to be staking their claim for what they want tonight, and while I missed the boat on the global championship, I wouldn't mind being US champ again. Crowd cheers, interested in seeing this match. Aries says, Seth, you're right. 
Either of us could be the face of whatever company we want. Here and now, I'm the U.S. champ, and you don't seem to have anything else going on. And while Rusev does have a contractual rematch coming up whenever he's cleared, in the meantime, we both have a free dance card. Riz talked earlier about earning opportunities around here, and I think he'll like this idea. How about you and me face each other tonight, and if you beat me, you can get a future shot at the U.S. title. Seth looks around, surveying the crowd, nodding. He says, yeah, that's not a bad idea. How about now? Aerie shrugs, pulls off his fuzzy jacket as we go to commercial. Because you know he wears those fuzzy jackets? <clears throat> Segment 5. Seth Rollins versus Austin Aries, the U.S. champion. If Seth wins, he gets a future U.S. title shot. It's a back and forth match since both men know each other pretty well. They eventually battle to the outside where Seth misses a wild swing and gets suplexed hard on the floor. He's favoring his neck, and getting back in the ring, Aries takes advantage, locking in the last chancery, causing Seth to submit. Post-match, Aries helps Seth with his feet, asking if he's okay, and shaking hands. So, both still faces. All good. Yeah, that was one of my filler segments. Obviously. Segment 6. Wesley Blake walks into Buddy Murphy's dressing room and finds his friend laid out unconscious. Oh, no. He calls for EMTs who get Murphy onto a stretcher and out to a waiting ambulance. Charlie Caruso catches up with Blake before he can hop into the ambulance. Blake, Blake, any idea what happened? Do you think someone attacked Murphy? He says, yeah, I think someone attacked him, and I'm pretty sure I know who it was. He gets into the ambulance with his friend, and they're on the way to the local medical facility. As the camera pans away, we see Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson two-sweeting each other nearby. That sounds gay. <laughs> okay that's that's not that they weren't crossing swords okay so segment seven and our co-main event of the evening alicia fox carmella dana brooke emma nikki bella peyton royce sasha banks and tamina in an eight-pack challenge for the number one contendership for the women's world title the announcers remind us that this is a one-fall-to-a-finish match. The first pinfall or submission will win one of these women the number one contendership, and the champion, Bailey has joined us on commentary. Or joined them, or whatever the case is. This match is about as chaotic as you'd expect, with eight women all vying for the same coveted prize. Throughout the match, Bailey details her history with all the competitors individually, talking them all up as worthy opponents, as they are. After a grueling battle, Tamina goes for a flying crossbody onto all the women on the outside, but lands hard, knocking herself loopy. Sasha Banks, who didn't take most of the brunt of the flying Samoan, tosses Dana Brooke inside, who's favoring her shoulder. Sasha quickly sets up for the bank statement and locks it in, and with the rest of the women still recovering on the outside, Dana taps, making Sasha Banks the new number one contender for the women's world title. Sasha poses on the turnbuckle, and Bailey stands up, wearing her title around her waist, and sincerely applauds her friend. Is that filler? Not really. Oh, okay. I mean, I kind of rushed the writing of the match. because You didn't want to write for eight people? It, it was a lot. It would have been a lot. <laughs> You're lazy. No, I get it. I think that's what they do on the real stuff. Probably. Here's the finish. They're like, oh, the agents will figure it out. The agents are like... What, you got six minutes, in- including fucking intros? Whatever, just go out there. Here's the finisher. Yeah, so get you, there. Yeah, you, you, Get to the finish. This is the finish, you know, slap, slap in between 
mock the crowd and see that's why back in the day the divas finisher move was a slap in the face i guess so so now it's time for the raw after bookamania main event aj styles versus kevin owens for the no more contendership for samoa joe's global championship aj and owens start out slow but owens starts out aggressive the announcers tell us that while both men feel like they have something to prove owens feels embarrassed for tapping out to the kakina clutch they go back and forth, with neither man getting a clear upper hand until AJ goes for a springboard move, and Owens knocks him off the rope, causing AJ to land on his head and neck hard. Owens keeps the pressure on with the rear chin lock he's made famous lately. After a few kicks to the upper back with AJ seated, Owens seems to want to set up for the pop-up powerbomb when Brock's music hits. Owens shouts, on, shouts at the Tron up the ramp, I won't be distracted by you again! With Brock's music still playing, Owens shoots AJ into the ropes, for the pop-up powerbomb, when Brock hits the ring from behind Owens, grabs him and hits an F5. The ref calls for the bell. Owens is barely moving. AJ seemingly in shock because he just lost the match by DQ. And Brock Lesnar is standing tall as we go off the air. I want to let the record show that AJ Styles should have knocked your teeth down your throat in that opening segment. The disrespect... The disrespect that you, that Riz the manager showed the phenomenal one, I was offended. Three things. You talked to him like a small child. Three things. First, I'm not a talent. He can't touch me. Secondly. Neither is Shane McMahon. Secondly, AJ has a lot. He has, he has, AJ has more than a lot of potential. He's flat out phenomenal, but he needs to do something. Wait a sec. Hold on a second. I want. I was trying to light that fire under him. I feel like. I feel like you're passing blame onto AJ Styles on why he hasn't been used at all since you got him on your show. Well, like I like I said, <laughs> you have to sometimes make your own opportunities or take your own opportunities or ask for them. Yeah, you could ask. What kind of shit is this? If he wants to put it on. Rich the Riz, the manager of Riz's Raw, then yeah, he has to ask. You have the best in-ring performer on any show, and he has to ask. Get the fuck out of here. Overall, good show, except I'm pissed off at your use of AJ Styles since I don't have him. Oh, uh, you have anything else you want to enlighten the, the uh, listeners on your show with? Stay tuned. Stay tuned, because AJ Styles hopefully knocks Rich DeRiz's teeth down his <laughs> fucking throat. I'm waiting for that payoff. You're always putting yourself over. You always got to be the smartest guy in the fucking room, man. It's my show. Ah, shut up! <laughs> all right, Vince McMahon's here. <laughs> all right, so, all right, guys, listen. Listen, listen, listen. This... It's SmackDown. This is this is this is basement chair SmackDown, and I'm about to read it to y'all. You know, it took me a long time. It took me about two hours, but uh, I got it here, right here, on my phone, live from the Brooklyn basement. And it opens. We have a cold open, and uh, the general manager of our SmackDown, Mister Angelo Dawkins. And we're going to start. So right now, I'm in his character. We ready yet? 
No. Uh, okay. Take your time, brother. I just want to let you know, I'm also a graduate out of NYU Film School, so I can do your job, too. I'm just kidding. Even I can't be in two places at once. The nervous cameraman gives the SmackDown general manager the countdown, and the red light is now on. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the hottest product on the pro wrestling scene, SmackDown. Tonight, we are bringing the heat. You should be paying for this, but hey, I'm not all about the Benjamins, baby. Just about half of them. It's not everything, but it's some of it. Now let's just start off with the announcement of the first ever Hungry Like the Wolf tournament. That's right. Four men will have the opportunity to become the number one contender for the WWE Championship. And you're probably asking yourself, haven't this been done before? It's been done to death. Sure, maybe. But this tournament is for men who have never competed for the WWE Championship. Men who have the skill and quickness, but never granted an opportunity. And that's what I'm going to do. Exciting matches with exciting talent. The prize, a shot at the champion. The winner of Baron Corbin versus Bray Wyatt in a Booker Mania rematch for the championship. Which is our main event of the evening. So show opens up. That's the pyro, guys. This is segment number one. And this match is match number one in the Hungry Like the Wolf tournament. It's Tyson Kidd with Cesaro versus Kid Kayak with Roman Reigns. Jeez. <laughs> the announcers are speculating if this tournament was put together just to get Kid Kayak a title shot or it's a legitimate way to give equal opportunity. This guy, this guy's barely been around doing anything and this guy's in the tournament for the championship. Yeah, but Angelo Dawkins said, he said that it's people who've never competed for a championship. And Kid Kayak, he's never competed for a championship. It's only fair, right? Well, I guess we're just going to have to see. Kid Kayak is playing to the crowd. Because he's in the ring already for some reason. And uh, Tyson Kidd is already there too. Because they got there while Angelo Dawkins was talking. It's a two-hour show. We don't have three hours. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Kid Kayak is playing to the crowd, feigning boredom, being in the ring with Tyson Kidd. And turns his back on him. Mm. Tyson Kidd goes to attack Kid Kayak from behind because he feels he's being disrespected by this guy. Kid is a graduate from the Heart Dungeon. Kid Kayak does a quick spin kick right into the stomach of Tyson Kidd, knocking the wind out of him, causing Tyson to stumble backwards to his knees. Cesaro is banging on the mat. Come on, Tyson! Roman Reigns couldn't be any less interested than he is right now. Sitting in a chair at ringside. Kid Kayak, he goes to capitalize on his advantage and puts Tyson Kidd into a headlock. He calls the calming wave. Shh, nighttime. Never has a man been more creepy. Kid wills himself to his feet. Tyson Kidd, this is going to be a very confusing matchup. <laughs> the, the announcers are like, Kid, 
Kid Kayak, Tyson Kid. What, what are we talking about? I'm talking about talking about Tyson Kid. So he wills himself to his feet, pushes himself backwards with his feet, using the middle rope for momentum. So he pushes himself backwards with Kid Kayak breaking his fall. Unable to maintain the hold, Kid Kayak releases the hold, and Tyson Kid goes to work on Kid Kayak's legs by going for a figure four leg lock. This takes out Kid Kayak's main weapon, the paddle kick, which is his finishing move, and boy does it hurt. Also, you know, make it hard to stand up. Meanwhile at ringside, Cesaro is watching his friend and coaching him through the match. Keep using your ground game, Tyson. Roman Reigns has fallen asleep at ringside. <laughs> Kid Kayak is punching at Tyson Kid's leg, trying to get out of the hold. He digs his fingers into Tyson Kid's legs, desperately trying to tear the flesh off of it. Kayak Claw! He yells. This loosens the hold enough for Kid Kayak to reach the ropes. The ref calls for Tyson Kid to break the hold. The damage is done. Kid Kayak is hobbling. He's hobbling about, using the ropes, as assistance. Desperation sets in as Tyson Kid goes in for the attack and Kid Kayak launches a fierce clothesline, throwing all his weight in. Both men are lying on their backs. The ref starts a 10 count. Cesaro jumps to the top of the ring apron. The ref stops his count to approach. What are you doing, man? Cesaro, what are you doing? While the ref's back is turned, Tyson Kidd and Kid Kayak are trying to get to their feet. Each roll to their sides, facing uh, the other, like they're back to back. They both sit up to turn to punch each other. Oh, shit. Kid Kayak's shock is quickly dissipated by his lights going out when Tyson Kidd knocks him out and places something back into his trunks. Cesaro jumps off the apron and backed off from the ring in time for the referee to count three. Tyson Kidd's arm dropped over an unconscious Kid Kayak. Tyson Kidd advances to the next match in the Hungry Like the Wolf, Hungry Like a Wolf number one contender tournament. The two friends celebrate inside, Tyson Kidd sitting on Cesaro's shoulders. The commentators at ringside are exhausted. They are exhausted as the two competitors' names are way too similar. <laughs> Roman Reigns is awakened by Cesaro and Tyson Kidd's obnoxious music. He pulls Kid Kayak's unconscious body out the ring, throws him over his shoulder, and takes him backstage. Segment 2. Bray Wyatt vignette. Filmed in the Wyatt compound, along with Braun Strowman, Luke Harper, and Eric Rowan. Baron. Corbin. Luck was on your side at Bookamania. Like the lone wolf. You have fashioned yourself after. You are vulnerable. For you see a wolf is a pack animal. And survival is dependent on being among others. I am Bray Wyatt. And I am a god, man. I draw my power from the fear of those who oppose me. And the admiration of those who worship me. My family stands with me. My fireflies surround me. What hope do you have, Corbin? Your head will be mounted upon my fireplace. Your carcass will adorn my rocking chair. 
and your spirit will be broken into pieces and scattered across my compound. So says the God of fear, the eater of worlds. Run. Second group. Was that brawn at the end? Yeah. That was a good brawn. I mean, it was only one word, but. Yeah. I was going to say brawn at first. But that was... Oh, that was. No, it's perfect. Thank you. Very good braid, too. Segment three. Nia Jax squashes Paige in a quick match. Oh, jeez. Nothing Paige did seem to work. She passed out in a buckle smother. I'll explain it. Nia Jax runs full speed into her when she's resting on. With her back towards the turnbuckle. Pages. Mm-hmm. And she just smothers her there until she passes out. Nia Jax goes to inflict further damage. But Becky Lynch runs in with her chair to make the save. Nia Jax leaves with her championship. Letting Becky know they fight when she says they fight. Segment 4. Angelo Dawkins' office. Kid Kayak is icing his forehead. Laying on the general manager's couch where he usually gets his spiritual advice. Hey, Doc, I know you saw that. What kind of officiating is that? Those guys cheated. That's bad karma, bro. Not chill. KK, come on, man. You know, as the general manager, I've got to be impartial. And as your spiritual advisor, I got to tell you, this too will pass. And the cream always rises to the top. As for Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, as well as the referee in question, he continued, as general manager, Cesaro is fined $5,000 and banned from Tyson Kidd's next match. The referee will be fined $1,000 for falling for the oldest trick in the book. Tyson Kidd will also be checked Thoroughly, TSA style, before his next match. Where is Roman anyway? He was supposed to have my back. He fell asleep, man. You know he hates that Matt stuff. You guys were just not exciting enough. <laughs> he said, too much grab ass, not enough punching. <laughs> he dropped you on the couch and he took off. You said he'd be back with a sack of 10 just for you. I can't be mad at him. He knows me. Kid, you're my friend. But you know I got GMing to do. Nia Jax is out of control. Paige doesn't even speak, seem to speak English anymore. Just Spanish. <laughs> I gotta figure this out for next week. Okay, hold on. That's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, at least one of our tattoos speaks Spanish. Alberto Del Rio is teaching her Spanish. That's why I did that. No kid. Yeah. No kid needs teaching her Spanish. We know that. Do you you wanna, might enjoy this next one. Do you want to refill while? No, I'm good right seconds? now. Okay. So. <sighs> segment five is match three of the Hungry Like the Wolf number one contenders match. And it is going to be Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor. Now, I know Finn Balor has been universal champion in the other continuity, but here he's not received a title shot. So put that out of your mind, guys. Sami Zayn is out first, and he's waiting for Finn Balor. But there's a commotion backstage. John Cena is attacking Finn Balor. John Cena gives Finn Balor an AA off of a loading dock into an empty trash compactor. 
Angelo Dawkins comes out after security has surrounded John Cena. Cena, have you lost your damn mind? Why did it scroll back up? What the fuck? It's scared of what's about to Hang happen. Hold on a second. Oh, it went all the way down. Hi, yo. All right. Uh, it's concerned for Finn Balor. I know it is. It's it's like, how does it end? Is he alive? Fuck! I wrote a lot of shit. Did he compact him? <laughs> all right, we'll do this again. Yeah. Cena, have you lost your damn mind? Take the night off. As a matter of fact, you best take the month off. Now I gotta find a replacement for Balor. What a disaster. Roman Reigns. Now that's entertainment. Segment six. <laughs> he said that's entertainment. Did he have a sack? Yes. Okay. Roman did have the sack of ten. So he so he's back already. He's from back okay, from his White Castle run. Yeah. Sorry guys. I'm too excited. Sami Zayn is still in the ring. The ring announcer is told to announce that due to being annihilated, Finn Balor will be unable to compete. His replacement is no other than the perfect 10, Ty Dillinger. Nice. Ty Dillinger wins with the tiebreaker and a match of the year candidate. Take my word for it. Wow. That's great, but poor Sammy. I know. He Like, he didn't get a fair break. He didn't prepare for Ty. Yeah, I know. Good, you're paying attention. Of course you're paying attention. Well, I also pay attention to the fact that you actually never, uh, you didn't recap Booker Mania, you didn't recap Cena's heel turn. I know, but that's why I have to listen to Booker Mania. Oh, okay. <laughs> I told him in the beginning. Uh, that is true. Um, I stand, rather, I sit corrected. We find out that the Wyatts will be getting their rematch against the Big Bullies, the team of the Big Show and Bubba Ray. Bubba Ray Dudley on the next episode of SmackDown. Segment 7. Backstage interview with Dean Ambrose. Dean, how do you feel about the Hungry Like the Wolf tournament since you are number one contender for any championship you want? I'm fine. I've been WWE champion before. I've been Intercontinental champion before. Hell, I've been the United States champion for a long time. (laughs) I don't know what I want to do. Maybe I'll become the tag team champions. I'm not telling. Keeps everyone on their toes. When they drop their guard, boom. Segment 8. Tyson Kidd versus Ty Dillinger for the number one contender for the WWE Championship in the final match in the Hungry Like the Wolf tournament. Ty Dillinger... Ty Dillinger is out first, and he's sitting, trying to rest. We have just been notified by General Manager Angelo Dawkins that Tyson Kidd has been checked thoroughly. There was a dog in everything. Tyson Kidd is out next, and he looks like he was violated in some kind of way. Tyson Kidd and Dillinger lock up. Tyson Kidd is the fresher guy, so he has the advantage. It goes to work on Dillinger's knee. Like he picked him, like he literally kicked him in the kneecap. Dillinger puts up a good fight, but eventually he taps out to Tyson Kidd's sharpshooter. Tyson Kidd will face the winner of the main event of this episode of SmackDown. And next time, the next episode of SmackDown, which is apparently going to be a free to listen, and I don't have a fucking title yet, so you're going to have to deal with that. (laughs) It's going to be good. Cesaro comes out to celebrate with his friend and carries him out, sitting triumphant, on his shoulders. Segment 9. Is a rematch. 
for the WWE Championship, Baron Corbin versus Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is out first. The Fireflies are out in full effect. The God of Fear and his family. He blows out the lantern and he is now alone. Baron Corbin is out next and he's wearing a WWE Championship almost like it's always been there. But now, everyone can see it. Bray Wyatt tries all his weird tricks at one point. No, wait. Periods. See, this is why grammar is important. <laughs> Bray Wyatt tries all his weird tricks. At one point, he threw spiders at Baron Corbin. The spiders, man! Corbin <laughs> sidesteps them and tackles Wyatt and starts to pound him. Wyatt powers out and does that battering ram tackle thing he does. And Corbin catches him somehow and turns it into a deep six. Corbin goes for the cover, while Wyatt kicking out at two and a half. Bray Wyatt rolls away from Corbin to do that thing in the corner where he starts to crawl on his hands. Corbin kicks him in the face and throws him <laughs> into the ropes, using Wyatt's own momentum against him into a powerful deep six. One, two, three, and still, Corbin leaves with his championship. The lights go out. And the Wyatt family appears and help Bray to his feet. Braun Strowman picks up Bray Wyatt and power slams him. And he yells in his face. <laughs> Luke Harper and Rowan are baffled. They make no attempt to help Bray Wyatt. Braun Strowman is beating Bray Wyatt like a government mule. Strowman orders Rowan and Harper to leave. And they do for fear that they could be next. Strowman props Bray Wyatt up in the corner and cracks him over the head with his own lantern, shattering it. Bray Wyatt is busted open. Then the lights go out. When they come up, Bray Wyatt's body is covered by a white blanket. Blood where his head is. The words false god spray painted onto the sheet. Run. That's the end. That's the end of a <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's a good episode, bro. Thanks. <sighs> Any uh, notes? Just the the only criticism is you should you should have mentioned that Roman had the, the sack of ten. Yeah, I fucked up. That's okay. No, that, that's minor. That's it's a good episode. Thanks. Mm. I noticed that like shit gets kind of crazy on my SmackDowns. Like, someone's always getting beat up. I get that this might be a pattern somewhere, but I feel like it just makes it more exciting. It's, it's, uh, without being as formulaic slash predictable, it's kind of like, uh, WCW when the original NWO was running rampant. Yeah. But, like, the GM is actually impartial. Or is he? Or is he? I because, don't know. Because it popped into my head, you know, just because he's checking uh, Tyson doesn't mean he's not turning on uh, Kayak or vice versa. Who knows? I mean, we don't know. We, it, could, it could be anything. It, it could be nothing. Hmm. Josh Cena's out of control. I, I, oh, uh, the reason The Miz wasn't on because he got his ass kicked by The Undertaker. Undertaker so. Yeah. He's still, he's selling, he's selling his, uh, his injuries. Working. 
Yeah, so... Yeah, man. Uh, like, if you guys... You guys should really check out Booker Mania. But pretty much everything was covered. Like, what happened after. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I, obviously, I, I recapped everything that happened in Raw's portion. Plus, Taker beating Miz in a war. It was a war. It was a war. You you, you gotta listen to Booker Mania. It's like three episodes back. Four or five? Yeah, whatever. You'll find it. Wherever uh, podcasts are. Yeah, it's the uh, Base Booker's episode. I don't know what number, but it's entitled... Booker Mania. Booker Mania. It's, I mean, you, fa- you found this episode, you can find that, I think. I'm just saying. Boldly, you have sought it. Uh, something I mean to ask you about that I haven't asked you about on the air yet. I, I keep forgetting. What do you think? So, I know we hate when the ref counts two and the fans yell, Two! Which started in fucking Canada. I remember that. Well, what do yeah, you- I could tell from the Canadian you put in there. What do you think of the two sweet that they do now? I don't like it. It's even worse. It is. It sounds suspect too. Well, that's because they're mocking how Nash said it that one time. Like it was the one time, and that was it. It fucking blew up. I think that was like the first wrestling thing to ever blow up the internet. Maybe it was that fucking long ago. Like it was nineties. You mean what, like CompuServe? Some shit. AOL? Before there was Prodigy. a Time Warner? Prodigy? <laughs> Netscape Navigator? Yeah, we know who won that browser war. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I remember downloading that shit. It took a long time. Netscape? Fuck yeah. No. We had that when, when I was in uh, I was in college. We had Netscape Navigator. Why? Why use Netscape? I don't remember what advantage there was. Netscape did something first. I think Netscape was... I don't know what, what happened first, but I think Netscape was sort of similar to AOL in that it was your internet service provider and your browser. Something like that. But obviously AOL had the instant messaging, which was just fucking What was the first amazing. browser to tab? I think it was Mozilla. Yeah. It was at least the first one I saw with tabs. I switched off of Internet Explorer to Mozilla because of that. And I know Mozilla was out before Chrome. Yeah, Chrome's the most recent, I think. Oh, well, Edge is technically, which is Internet Explorer, I guess. All yeah. they did was change the fucking name. Yeah, like fucking Optimum is, is trying to... Sorry, Cablevision is Optimum and Time Warner is Spectrum. Ugh. Yeah, stop the fucking rebranding. You're the same fucking shitty company. No one cares. Fios is still fucking Fios. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's Ryzen. Ryzen Fios. Fios rules. Just saying. Fiber. Internet optical service or something. Fiber. Like I don't know. You know. I think that's it for this week. Big New Japan pay per view tonight. Yeah, isn't it like a ROH? ROH? Is that? Yeah, it's a wide shit. Yeah, that's the one. Why do I know that? Uh, Kenny Omega versus uh, the Rainmaker. Again? The rematch? Yeah. Okada. Mm-hmm. Kazuchika Okada. I think they should let Kenny win that match. It's for the IWGP title, right? For the belt? I don't know. It's gotta be for the belt. 
I don't know why we talk about this. It's the Hammerstein. It is? How come we didn't get tickets? It's a Friday. We got shit to do. I'm sure we would have made an exception. <laughs> <sighs> Something's at the Hammerstein tonight. I think that's it. I think that's the one. Oh, man. I would have kept my eyes open for talent. Unless it's separate... New Japan thing, and there's also an ROH thing. So I know ROH is at Hammerstein tonight. We're just showing how little we know. Yeah. Listen, we don't have a fucking Ticketmaster person here, so tell us when shit is. We gotta do the shit on our own. That's true. At least I'm wearing a wrestling shirt, I'm just saying. What's wrong with my super hetero life mate's shirt? It's a great shirt. It's not a wrestling shirt. Alright, I'm home. That no was one can see me. I can see you. I didn't want to wear a wrestling shirt. Okay. I, I feel more comfortable in this shirt. There's a fucking thingy on here. It's a, yeah, it's a magic leaf. It's a pot leaf, okay? Yeah, I know. It's a goddamn pot leaf on my but, shirt. But if it were a Super Mario video game, they, they would just call it a magic leaf. Well, it is magic. It really is magic. I'm not denying. It's from, like, magic stuff. <clears throat> All right, well, get us out of here, goddammit. If you don't know how to find us, I don't know why. It's easy. Check us out on Facebook, Basin Bookers, on Twitter, at Basement Chair for the reigning defending champion, at Rich the Riz for the once and future champion, <laughs> at Basin Bookers for us collectively. Uh, we post more stuff to the Facebook than we do the Twitter, but whatever, follow us on both. Uh, Basement Chair has a YouTube. It's Basement Chair's Basement. Check that out. He's got a bunch of gaming stuff. He's got some vlogs and rants, and it's all fun. Yeah. Uh, Come on down. iTunes and Stitcher. Like and subscribe and review. Five star! Por favor. And... Is there something else? Is there nothing else? I don't think that, I don't think there's anything else. No, I just gotta do the thing. I should make a list. You should. You should I just make, a, make list. a checklist on your thing. And then you can just go through on it. On the laptop, yeah. And Basement Jair has a message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall, people. Make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers. Uh.